Good morning, everybody out there. My name is Derek Henningberg, and this is going to be literally the very first episode of Walk by Faith. Today is December the 14th, 2018, and as you can see, we are approaching Christmas about 11 days from now, and then before you know it, It'll be 2019, so that's going to be a great thing. If you are listening to this, that means you are a couple of days away from the new year. So it's always a blessing in itself to make it to see a new year. So I hope everybody out there has had a blessed year, has had a fantastic year, full of prosperous times and full of joy and happiness and just full of moments in which you can cherish and look back on from future generations to come. Now, I want to start off by just going ahead and explaining exactly why I'm creating this podcast, and then we'll get into a little bit of who I am as this progresses. This is not scripted. This is not written out. This was not even planned. What you hear right now is me speaking from my heart. So I'm praying that the Lord just speaks through me and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to go ahead and do what it is he does and reveal whatever it is he wants to be out in the open. Now, first and foremost, I created this podcast for one reason, and that is to reach people in this world who feel that there is no hope. Because I used to be one of those people who felt like there was just absolutely no hope in this world and that there was nothing worth living for and that there was nothing but evil, nothing but torment, just nothing but just chaos. Because that's pretty much all we see when we look around. When you turn on the news, nothing but chaos, nothing but arguing, you know, politicians, war in the Middle East, school shootings. All different type of agendas that are being pushed and shoved down the throats of the American people and the people around the world. I used to be one of those people that consumed all of that stuff. And it just really left me with a bitter taste in my mouth and a pretty bad mentality as to what's what's the point in being good when this world is just evil anyway. But it wasn't until I came to Christ. That he changed my perspective. And I stopped putting all of the attention on him. And I started. Excuse me. Let's rewind that. (laughs) I stopped putting all the attention on the world. We'll say. On everything that I saw. And started putting my attention on him. The Bible tells us to walk by faith. And not by sight. Everything in which we see. And hear. Doesn't last forever. But. The word of God lasts forever and shall never perish. And all we have to do is keep our eyes on the Lord in the midst of the storm. And he shall guide us in the ways in which we need to go. This is yet another day. It's another opportunity. And I'm going to use this opportunity and this day to go ahead and create this first episode of Walk by Faith. Because this is something that I've been wanting to do. For quite some time. Because I'm the talker. I love to talk. I love to engage in conversations. And I love to talk about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. With whomever is willing to listen. The Bible says that every man who has an ear. Let him hear. 
Okay, so I'm my prayer and my 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 hope and my intentions is that this podcast will enlighten somebody, even if it's just one person, that it will give somebody some hope in this world that I'm gonna give Jesus a chance. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna change my life and I'm gonna see the purpose in which he has given me and I'm gonna walk by faith. And not by what I see and not by what I hear and not by what I even even not by what I particularly know, because everything we know doesn't mean that it's true. Everything we see doesn't mean that it's true. Your life is not written out based on what you see. Your life is written out based on what Christ has written for you. Okay. So let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and introduce, you know, who I am. First, I guess I can start off by giving my testimony. I would have to go back pretty far. Like literally childhood, we'll say. I was born in a Catholic family. The Catholic Church, of course. But I really don't recall any memories of practicing Catholicism religiously or even really attending the Catholic Church. I couldn't really tell you whether my family was Catholic Catholic by choice or was it just to be a part of a congregation that just so happened to be Catholic. That part I don't know. But what I do know is that I was born in the Catholic family. My mother, she broke away from the Catholic Church when she was in her early 20s and decided that she was going to shift to non-denomination. And if you don't know what that is, that's pretty much it's it's a it's a denomination but it's not. It's basically people who just want to worship God, who don't really want to be associated with any other congregation, such as Pentecostal, Apostolic, Seventh-day Adventist, Baptist, um, and the list goes on of different, just, just different denominations, which I just feel in my heart really do nothing but create division within the body of Christ. Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be worshiping God. We're supposed to be worshiping Jesus. Jesus does not care what denomination you are. It's man who has created these divided entities to make one or the other seem less important or more important or one to be more informed than the other. And I just think it's ridiculous and it creates division. But I'm going to pause at my mother right now because the majority of what I know about God came from my great grandparents. Because the fact is, I, I, I was not raised by my mother. I was raised by my grandparents. And since this is my podcast, and since I really want to make it intimate to where the listener can relate and probably can understand me on from their view, I wasn't raised by my mother because my mother had me at a very early age, to be particular, the age of 15. Now, we all know at that age, some children aren't even able to work. She was still in school. 
And both of my grandparents, which were her parents, worked. She also had two siblings as well. So she was a child with a child. My great-grandparents took me in because they were both retired. And they had the time to look after me and to take care of me. And it turned out that they kept me from the age of six months all the way up until the age of 18. And they took care of me the entire time. But during that time period, my younger years, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, I'll say, were both Baptists. They were Baptists. I went to a little Baptist church. Smyrna Primitive Baptist Church. I remember like it was yesterday. We used to go. It was the it was like that neighborhood church in which it wasn't the it was nowhere remotely close to what people would consider to be a mega church. It was it was a small neighborhood church that people in the neighborhood came to, maybe from across town. They would migrate over to this little congregation. And it was the type of church to where when the pastor's standing up, he can he can see everybody. He can see who's there. He can see who wasn't there. It's not like these mega churches when there are thousands and thousands of attendees in and the pastor can't even see one face because there's so many faces. And that's another problem I have with today's church. But that's we can we can we may be able to save that for like another episode. But this church in which I went to was small and it was Baptist. And I vividly remember, you know, my grandmother would, you know, make me go to church, put on my nice suit, tie, all of that good stuff. I would sit in the front. She would sit in the front. My grandfather sung in the male chorus. So he would always be in the choir stand singing. And sometimes they would have the male and the female chorus, and it would be days both my grandparents would be in the choir stand, and I would go up there too. So wherever they went, that's where I went as well. Um, As time went on, I got a little bit older as middle school approached. I, well, my grandmother pretty much forced me to sing in the choir, (laughs) and um, that was that. You either sing in the choir, you had no choice whatsoever. And that's what I did. It wasn't until about, I'd say, 14, between the ages of 13 and 14 or something like that, I made a choice to not go to church anymore. Why? I have no idea. I, I just felt that I, I wanted to, I, I just wanted to sleep. On Sundays, I wanted to do other things on Saturday because choir rehearsal was every Saturday at 11 o'clock. And I just didn't want to go anymore. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to go out and about. Mind you, this church, I I really can't recall any, any memorable moments that I had that I felt actually helped me. Like, I don't, I, I've never really received anything like really being ministered to, really being told who Jesus was, really being told about salvation, really being told about being saved. I have zero memory of those type of conversations being presented to me as a child. None. To me, Jesus was somebody on the cross. It was never explained to me about the resurrection. 
It was never explained to me that Jesus is God in the flesh. It was none of this stuff was ever presented to me. Which is why I just firmly believe that all churches are not the same. All churches are not of God. All churches, everybody that's behind the pulpit is not ordained to preach. Just because you go to seminary or Bible college does not necessarily mean that God has called you to be a pastor or a reverend or a minister or whatever terminology you want to use. Because a lot of people are simply not getting fed when it comes to when, when, when they go to church. They just go into church just to put money in the collection plate, just to show up. And if you're like me, just to go to heaven. I, I was one of those people who would say, well, I'm not going to go to heaven if I don't go to church. So I have to go to church to go to heaven. And these were like very, very ignorant things that adults would tell me too. As a child, you have to go to church or you're, a good, or you're not a good person if you don't go to church. Unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> some people today even still feel that way. That they can party all night on Saturday and then come back Sunday morning and be a saint. Be a devil on Saturday and be a saint on Sunday. So when I made that decision to leave church, I was gone from about four, the age of 14 to 17. So I was out of church for years. I love my great-grandparents to death. My great-grandfather passed away in 2004 from a brain aneurysm. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, she's still alive now. She's pretty sick. She's she still goes to the same church when she feels up to it. I love them to death. But I just wish they would have tried harder when I was young to install the gift of Christ to explain to me true salvation. You know, we prayed together. They showed me how to pray. That is one thing they did. But to really just give the legitimate explanation about why I need to be saved. I just, I wish they would have did that. You know, I have three children. And my oldest, you know, I've explained that to him several times. And he's been baptized. He understands. So I try to keep that installed. Because if it's one thing that I try to teach my kids is, you know, I may not be here forever. You know, I you know the Lord may decide to take me home prematurely. But if it's one thing that you'll always have, you know, you'll have your mom and you'll always have Jesus. If you don't have both parents, you'll always have the Lord. And that that is a promise to the lonely, to the fatherless, to the motherless. So I was so as I was saying, between the ages of 14 and 17, there was no church attendance. There was very little praying, but I've never denied that God was there. Never in my never in my life have I ever denied God. Never denied the existence of Jesus. Never denied any of that. I just did not live my life like I like I was a believer. I didn't live my life like a Christian. I did what I wanted to do. And pretty much what every teenage boy does. Mischief, girls, 
parties, drinking when I shouldn't have been, smoking when I shouldn't have been under the age of course, of course, like many of us have. We're not going to sit up and pretend to be perfect because I feel that you have to make these mistakes to to um see where you where you could potentially be going in life. Take those as experience and say, oh, well, I did that already and I know not to do it again. Those were the things in which I did around that time period. When I reached the age of 17, I met this girl. And at first we were friends and then we started dating. Her father was a minister, so it was mandatory mandatory that I went to church with them. So it was mandatory. So I went to church with this with this girl who's who's now married with children of her own. Uh, we went to church. It was her, her mother and father, her and her two brothers. She had two brothers too. An older and a younger brother. We would go to church every Sunday. Now, after we would go out to dinner and then we would just go relax and whatnot. Um, I cannot, <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and act like I was a saint on those days. Um, I, I want to try to keep this podcast family friendly. So that's what I'm going to do. So give, giving my personal tes- testimony, like raw and uncut, I don't really believe it would be would be appropriate especially if children were listening, but I'm going to go ahead and keep it, you know, we're going to keep it rated G. And I'm just going to say that I was not a saint on those days that I, I, you know, I met with her. But that experience being with this, with this girl at the time, nonetheless got me back in the church. Now I'm a little skeptical about, now that I look back on it, that I'm educated now and that I know the Bible pretty decently, and I know what's right and what's wrong, and what should and what should what should excuse me what should and what shouldn't be. I know these things, and looking back at that congregation, it was very charismatic, and it was ran by a, a, a male, um, a, a husband and wife, who both were pastors. Now we, if you're, a, if you believe the Bible, the way it says word for word, the scriptures tell us that, that a woman should not lead over a man in any circumstances, like female pastors, female preachers, these, these things shouldn't be. Even though this woman, she, she, what, the way she spoke, she, she did speak very well. She was really powerful. And dare I say, she was really a better pastor than her husband be honest that (laughs) that alone should tell you something about who's the head of that home who's the head of that household now i don't know where they are now i just know that they're still around somewhere i'm not sure if they're traveling but i don't want to make this about them but anyway i dated that girl for six months and then we broke up but i still attended that congregation i still i still attended that church for about a good year or so afterwards. So I was in high school. And at the time I had two best friends. 
And we would all just go to church, you know, since I didn't, I was no longer with this, this girl at the time. Um, I had my friends go to church with me, you know, just, just to go so we can get the good words, so we can try to get cleaned up from what we did the night before. And I went and I went and that was that. Um, and it wasn't until, like I said, about a year or so later that I met, I met another girl and this girl, you know, actually turned out to be, you know, the mother of my children and my wife today And we met. And once we met, you know, I was, I was still, I was still thinking about the girl in which I used to be with who got me in the church, you know, but when I met the new woman, which is my wife now, um, it kind of alleviated that. And it kind of helped me out because that was that breakup hurt my heart. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, it did. But once I met my wife, we um we hit it off pretty well, and I decided to stop going to church, stop going to that church because I I had met somebody, um, and you know how it is when you first get into a relationship. You know, you it's fresh, it's new. You want to spend every waking moment together. That's pretty much what I did. So I stopped going to church again. And, and I left it alone at that point. So, you know, as many, many years went by, you know, I, I, I did lots of, you know, lots of bad stuff, you know, lots of sin, lots of, um, you know, immoral stuff, whether it be sexual sin or uh, deception, whatever the case may be. I was pretty much living a life that was in contrary to God's word, to the Bible. That was, let me see, I met her in 2004, and believe it or not, I did not step foot into, well, I'll take that back. Anytime I ever went to church, it was for a funeral or a wedding. It was either a funeral or a wedding, never to receive God's word. But between 2004 to 2000 and. 14, we'll say, I did not go to church at all, okay, but we're, but before we go past 2014, we're going to have to back it up a little bit to about 2011, 2011 was the year that I feel really, I, I, I reached so many turning points, I, I did so many things in which was out of character, and one of those things was uh, the crowd, the company in which I kept. Uh, and I ended up meeting somebody, a guy, and he was from another country. And the country in which he's, well, I guess I can go ahead and say it. I'm not going to say his name. He was from Scotland. Okay. And if you know anything about, you know, Scottish people, you know, they, they're pretty heavy drinkers. And they, they handle their liquor pretty well. And I ended up, you know, talking to this guy. We would hang out. And, of course, alcohol would be a factor in, in those meetings. So we met. And we, every time we would go out, we would drink. And there were occasions in which we went to gatherings and parties and stuff like that. And I would get drunk. And I, re- I have a memory of, of a one, one particular experience in which I, I had. And I ended up going home. Like drunk, literally driving, and 
I just hope that no one crucifies me for that. That was a mistake that I made once that I will never in my entire life ever make again. Because number one, I don't drink alcohol. Number two, I don't condone drunk driving. I think it was irresponsible for the people who were at that party to let us go the way we did. I think it was by the grace of God that I made it home. I barely made it home, to be honest with you. I was so drunk. And I woke up so hungover the next day. Like, before that experience, yeah, I had maybe had one drink or so. Never was heavy into drinking, ever. Just that particular day, you know, I got really, really wasted. And it was a horrible, horrible experience. And it really pushed me away from that. And in my opinion, that was that was a turning point in my life that I actually felt like I, I, I hit rock bottom. I felt terrible. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And I just said, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Something's got to give. Something has to give. Why am I doing this? What am I trying to accomplish? What am I really getting out of this? Because I just didn't, I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. Mind you, I'm still with my girlfriend. We're not married. We um we're living together. So you can put two and two together. So once again, not really in the will of God. And just just so many different things were going on at once. And I just didn't know what to do anymore. So one day we um me and my girlfriend at the time, we we went to Walmart. It was late night and there was a guy there cleaning up, you know, when you go to Walmart late, you know, that's when they're doing the restocking and cleaning and stuff. And there was a guy there cleaning and I took a really good look at him and I recognized him and he was a childhood friend of mine. He, we actually went to middle and high school together and I never saw him again. We were really close to be honest with you. And when we saw each other, we were like, oh my gosh, hey, what's up, brother? You know, I've seen you in such and such time. And how's it, how are you doing this and that? And, you know, we're both adults now. We're married. You know, he was married. He is married. I wasn't at the time. And he had a kid. I had, we had a kid together too. And we exchanged contact information. So I ended up um, paying them a visit and we would talk and just catch up with life and stuff like that. Reminisce on the old days. And one day we were in my car and we were just, you know, we were just sitting in the car, just talking, just man to man, just real talk. And he was telling me about, you know, just all of the different things that go on in the music industry. This all started with the music industry, by the way. And um, he was just telling me about backwards masking and how they put subliminal messages in music and how things were not the way that we think. And that all of the music in which we listen to just about is motivated by Satan. And I'm just sitting there taking in everything he said because I'm at a very I was at a very vulnerable part in my life in which I, I, I sincerely wanted to change and that I was willing, I was looking for help. So it was everything he was saying, you know, I was, I was soaking it up. But to him, he, he didn't think I was listening. He didn't think I was paying him any attention. So after that conversation, you know, I pretty much went home. I took everything he said and I just started digging. 
I started researching. I started going down the rabbit hole. And my gosh, I found out so much. And I'm like, how in, how could I possibly have went through life not knowing any of this stuff? How is this possible? How could this happen? And then I just made a conscious decision. I'm like, you know, I want I don't want to I don't want to offend God. I want to be on God's side. I don't want to do wrong. And it was right then and there I was I was like something's got I I got to do something. I, have, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. That's the thing. I don't know where to start. And I just started doing research and looking on YouTube, looking at pastors and stuff, which is, you know, you have to really be careful who you listen to on YouTube. Now, I didn't know that at the time. And um, I, I started out by listening to, you know, Joel Osteen, which is somebody I would not recommend listening to, by the way. But at the time, Joel Osteen spoke to my heart. You know, he gave me the encouragement I needed, the inspiration that I needed, and convinced me that God was on my side and that he loved me and that he wanted me to have the best life I possibly could. But it wasn't until later, you know, that I made the, another, another, um, had another opinion on Joel Osteen, but that's, I can save that for another video, for another podcast, we'll say. Um, you know, motivational ministers like that helped me out a lot. And I would say all of this occurred in the fall of 2011, by the way. And it wasn't until about December, you know, I was like, you know, it was Christmas time. I was really just feeling closer to God, like closer than I've ever been. Than I've ever been in my life. Like, I feel like I had just had my eyes open. Anybody will tell you, you know, when you first come to God, when you first come to Christ, it's like a brand new, fresh relationship in which you want to share with the world. And that's exactly what I did. Because at that time, I had no idea that people call me crazy, but I didn't think people didn't believe in God. I really didn't think people didn't believe in God. I didn't think that people, I didn't, I didn't know what the term atheist was. Here, I was 26, 26 years old and had no, I had never even heard of the term atheist or agnostic or anything like that. I just assumed everybody believed in God. I did. But it wasn't until, you know, I came forth with my faith because I had asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior in my grandma in my in my grandmother's front yard. I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, I was on the ground. I was on the ground in the yard and next to my car crying. I was on my knees crying, upset, because I needed answers. Because I wanted help. I wanted to be saved. And I cried out to him. And that's when my life changed. That was that was actually um, January of 2012. And ever since then, I've been walking, walking with the Lord. You know, God has delivered me from so many bad habits in which I've had. I used to curse a lot. I don't curse at all now. You know, I used to watch pornography. 
And the God, God neutralized that. I used to be disrespectful of individuals, be selfish and inconsiderate. And God has delivered me from most of that. I'm not going to sit up here and say that God has made me perfect. Because just like every Christian, there are sins in which I do struggle with. You're, as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to struggle. We are going to struggle as long as we are in this flesh. And there's nothing we can do about it. But we can fight the flesh. Which is why we have the word of God. Which is why we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Which is why we have Jesus Christ batting for us. And, and it it's just gives us hope. He has given us hope. He's given me hope. He's opened my eyes on so many different perspectives in life. You know, helped me see what I couldn't see. Giving me sight. You know, you, you ever heard of the song, you know, Amazing Grace? You know, how sweet the sound. And God's grace is amazing. I once was blind, but now I see. That is the truth. Not physical sight, but I was blind to the fact that I saw the world from a dark perspective. And now it's like, wow, I feel like I've had a veil lifted off my face. And I see this world for what it is. It's beautiful. But it also showed me the way things really are, too. It also showed me how this world operates and how Satan is the prince of this world. Dare I say the God of this world and how when you become a Christian, when you become a believer, you're a target and you have to stay ready with the armor of God, the full armor of God. You have to be on your guard. You have to be ready because Satan is a roaring lion waiting to see whom he can devour. We have to always stay ready, but there is hope. And there is faith. And that faith is in Jesus Christ. If you would just give him time. Give him the opportunity. I have never felt better in my life. That's not to say my life is perfect. Because I still struggle. I still have problems. But I have God still. I, I, I have his still small voice now. To tell me. It's going to be okay. Don't fret. Calm down. Believe me, have faith, trust me. I didn't have that before. Only only thing I had before was anger, fear, reaction, human instinct. These are the things that which can get us in trouble and have gotten me in trouble. Once you have God, once you have Jesus, you have enough. You have everything. Everything you need to get through this life. I'm going I'm going to conclude this podcast right now with a with a prayer. And this prayer is for anybody out there who may be thinking I want to be saved. I want to change. I want to come out of this 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 former life in which I've been living. I haven't been living for God, but I want to change that. The fact of the matter is that if you are still alive and you're ticking and you can breathe, you still have hope. You still can change. You still can come to Jesus. So let's go ahead and pray for those out there who are seeking truth and answers. Heavenly Father, 
whoever's watching this, I pray that you open their eyes and that you open their ears and that you clear their mind, Lord, and allow them to receive the message here today. Speak to their hearts, convict them of their wrongdoings. Show them the path in which they need to go because nobody is born worthless. Each and every person that's alive and that hears this at this moment has purpose. Whether they see it or whether they know it is irrelevant. Let them come to you, Jesus, and allow you to show them what they need to be doing, where they need to be going. Because you are the hope. You are the light of the world. And you have plans for each and every person who's alive. And my prayer is that the person who's listening to this will give you that chance, will give you that opportunity. They will surrender their will. They will surrender their way of life for a better way. For more. For love. For the Holy Spirit. For you, God. Let them accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Let them believe that it's because of him. That their sins are paid for. The debts are paid for. They can obtain salvation as a free gift. Not of man. Least any man should boast. But this is of you. God Almighty. For we can't save ourselves. We are only saved by the perfect Lamb of God. Which is your son Jesus Christ. My King. My Savior. The one who's responsible for me. The one who's speaking right now on this podcast, God. Let the people hear the Holy Spirit and not me. Let them receive it. Let them become stronger. Let them be encouraged. Let their spirits be nourished, Jesus. Let them be enlightened. Let them stop being scared and operating in fear and worry. Let them operate in faith and joy and hope. Because, God, we know for a fact that you don't want us to be afraid. We know that you don't want us to be scared. We know that you want what's best for us. And the only thing that you tell us is to believe. 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 Let your people, God, believe. Let them lean on you in their tough times. Let them walk by faith. And not by what they see. Let them walk by faith. And not by what they hear. Let them walk by faith. And not by what somebody tells them. Or shows them. Let them cancel out the devil. Let them clear away. All of the selfishness and the negativity that comes into their lives. And let them give that attention to you father. We pray this in your holy son's name. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much people. For tuning in to this first episode of Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. God bless everybody. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll see you in the next episode.